0: everybody, good morning. This is Attorney Sean Brennan with the Accident Recovery Team, and we are coming to you from our offices in Wichita, Kansas. You know, we are trying to take people through the steps of an auto accident. And we had an insurance agent on the other day who really walked us through what to look for when you're buying an insurance policy, what some of those coverages mean. And the next thing I want to share with people is what to do, you know, right after that wreck. You've got a nice car, you've enjoyed having it, guess what, it isn't so nice anymore because some guy just ran into you. And I wanna bring on somebody who is really knowledgeable about how to get that car back to where it needs to be. Uh, Clay Holbright is here with us, Clay is the owner of Best Body Shop, Wichita, Kansas. What's going on, man? Hey,
1: thanks for having
0: us, dude. I am looking at that beard. That is a wicked beard. We have got a guy here who works with us, one of our attorneys, Drew Stedman, who is also well bearded.
1: I think I saw him on the way out. I it was, was always wondering, could you walk into court with this? Yeah, okay? well, dude, he
0: does. He <laughs> wa- he walks in there, wears it proudly. I think at some point we need to have like a Facebook contest where people can vote between you and Drew. I'm in, dude. And the winners, the winners, the losers got to do something. We'll we'll come yeah, we'll up with something not idea. shave
1: anything off
0: though. <laughs> no. We try we've tried to get Drew to put that beard on the line in the past and he won't do it. Yeah. So, one of the things I wanted to talk to people about today is to begin with. It's just this this body shop industry, man. It mm. is a mm. it is a different kind of wicked animal and what we're noticing in Wichita is that you really do have these locally owned Family type body shops, but then you also have these sort of behemoths yeah. that are maybe headquartered out of state yeah. that are coming in buying up body shops in
1: Kansas. Sure, sure, sure. So I mean, to an extent, yeah. I think I think there are, there are small independent shops that you know gain their income and keep their business alive through um, customers. I mean, consumer based, consumer driven. Um, Then there's a whole nother group of body shops that uh, primarily keep their doors open with relationships with insurance companies. I mean, we get all the time at our shop, we get people coming in um, asking us why we treat them differently than other body shops did. Why why are we, you know, you gave us a tour, you spoke to us, and I just simply, the answer is, is these other body shops that have relationships with insurance companies, they don't need you. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about
0: the two business models okay. in your industry, right? I, people come in here frequently after an automobile accident, and they will ask about their property damage, and I'll say, well, what did you do with your car? And they'll say, well, I, I called, you know, whoever it is. I called State Farm, or I called Progressive, or I yeah. called Geico, or whoever, and they told me that they've got a relationship with a body shop in Wichita, and if I took it down to that body shop... Um, I wouldn't have any problems. Everything would go smooth. And so that's, that's what I did.
1: Yeah. 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 so it's called a DRP. Um, What does that mean? DRP. DRP. It's a direct repair facility, or it's a, it's a, it's a preferred quote unquote, preferred shop for the insurance company. They use these uh, nice words to get you to think that they're a better shop. The reality is, is they're in a relationship, a contractual relationship with that insurance company. And, If you read those contracts, they mainly are based in saving money for the insurance company.
0: Yeah, I mean, what I think people probably don't think through, and I'll be honest with you, Clay, what I didn't think through Mm -hmm. before I sat down and kind of talked to you a little bit is that if you are taking your car to a body shop and State Farm is paying the bill, and State Farm pays that body shop a million dollars a year, two million dollars a year. Yeah. When it comes down to fixing that car the way it should be fixed, not every body shop. But let's not kid anybody. There are some body shops who are going to say, "You know what? I don't want to. I don't want to anger State Farm by tacking on another two hundred bucks to this yeah. bill. Let's just call this part good enough." Yeah. And they're going to leave it on there.
1: Well, the sad part is, is not only are we seeing. Um, even the independent shops are scared of the insurance companies. I mean, they, they, they want to, um, they don't want their business suppressed. They don't want um, cars driven away from them. And so they try to, even if they're not in a contractual relationship, they're still scared to stand up to, um, to repair a car correctly, which costs a significant amount more, yeah, especially correct. with the vehicles that we're working on today They're different than they've ever been. And in fact, some of the repairs that we're performing on cars, I thought would never. um, These vehicles are different than they've ever been. And so you can't repair a car just utilizing common sense. You have to go back to the engineering. Yeah. Um, These vehicles are, are made and designed to either a divert away from a collision by itself because you're not. Thinking fast enough or alert fast enough, which is what some of these avoidance collision um, sensors are for. And then uh, number two, if it does, if you do get into a collision, the vehicle is is made to absorb the energy and divert that energy away from what's called the safety cabin, which is what you're in. You're, you know, your occupants are in.
0: Well, the industry has changed dramatically. I mean, I mean in in a very short period of time, and. You know, it used to be, I think, that, um, you know, in the 70s or 80s even, you uh, you dinged your bumper. Yeah. You, you might be able to have your uncle take it off and put on a new metal bumper, and, yeah. and that might have been good enough. Well, General Motors— That's not the deal
1: now. Yeah, General Motors actually just said that the vehicles that they're designing today have changed more in the last five years than 100 years of the automobile. It's amazing. And, yeah. yet, and yet the biggest challenge I see is— the actual repair business is still um, operating as if it's in the seventies. Yeah. I mean, you see a lot of these shops that just aren't changing and yet the cars we're repairing have.
0: Well what what really was impactful to me when I started looking into this issue mm-hmm. was that these cars are so interconnected now. The bumper, yeah, the door, yeah. you know, it, these things all matter because they all interrelate. Because of the sensors yeah. that are utilized in them, right? So if you get in an accident and some some body shop skimps on replacing a door that should be replaced or skimps on replacing the underside of a bumper that should be replaced, that car may, may look okay, right? When it rolls out of that body shop, it may look okay. But the problem is going to be the next time there's a wreck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because if they don't reset the sensors, or, if they don't,
1: or, or even worse than that, I'm working on a 2019 Audi that has sensors that read through the rear bumper. So we have we have to actually gauge. We have to use a mill gauge to gauge the the amount of paint that we're utilizing. We're spraying onto the rear bumper to make sure that those sensors are going to work in the second collision. Because it's That's not crazy. even it's not even just it's just it's not even just in the event of a next collision. It's in the event that you're driving and the car thinks that it sees something in the road and steers out of the way when it really was just an improperly painted bumper. Yeah. In fact, there was a, a a story that I heard, I think it was in Nebraska, of a um, a Tesla that they replaced the emblem with an emblem that was, I believe, one millimeter too big. And the car, once it got up to seventy mile an hour, would grab all four brakes, and so this customer, it happened twice. They finally towed it back, found out the emblem was the wrong emblem. Again, it's it's these vehicles are are are, are close to uh, living and breathing. I mean, yeah. it's, and and again, that's why we focused on turning our facility into as close to a hospital as possible. You know, when I started studying the changes that have happened to these vehicles, I'm like, man, what what are the, what, what's the closest thing to the vehicle? And I was like a human body. And so I, I started going to the hospitals. In fact, the last time we had uh, our last child, I'm walking around in the hospital. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally asking the nurses, Hey, what's this cart? What's this? Why do you do this? And and I started looking at the triage and how they check people in and, and ways to make sure that people are safe when they walk out of the door.
0: When well, I tell you your shop is at Kellogg and Mays in Wichita yep. and, um, you got a billboard there up above it, yep, so yep. you can you can see it. It's sort of on the um, the south side of Kellogg, yep, right? Yep. Um, it it really is interesting to walk into your shop. I mean, it's it's um, it's not like any other body shop I've ever been in. Wow. I mean, it's clean. Um, everything is sort of segregated by project. You know, you walk in and there's not you know a bumper for one car sitting here and a bumper for another car sitting over there. I mean well, we want, everything's very ordered.
1: We want that we want that individual hospital room feel. When your vehicle goes into a room, it stays in that room till it's done. Even even in our shop, even when it goes over to the paint side to get painted, you still your room is left yours and all your belongings and your parts. I mean just like a hospital, when you move to the OR. You don't come back and somebody else is in your room. Oh, we're just going to do a real quick repair here. No, it stays your room until you're 100% done. Yeah. We want to we want to focus on the same thing.
0: Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. What should what should consumers? What should people look for when they're going in to get their car fixed? I the mean, s-
1: the same thing that they're looking for in a doctor. Trust. That's it. Trust. Ask around. Um, there's a there's a saying that auto damage experts have, have trained me. Um, it's don't ever trust. Um, what is it? Don't trust the advice on how to collect from the person that owes you. Right. And so in ah. the event of a collision, you have a contract that's supposed to protect your financial well-being. And if you take the advice of the person that owes you, odds are it's going to be self-serving.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm going to break that down a little bit, just be a little okay. bit more blunt about it. Sure. If the insurance carrier is telling you where to, where to take your car, and the insurance carrier is the one paying the bill, be skeptical of that. 100%. And I'm not saying that those body shops who have those direct relationships are bad people, or even that they do bad work. No. But anytime the person paying the bill is telling you where to go, that should raise a little bit of a red flag.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, and you're right. You know, it, it's not It's not necessarily picking on the body shops, although I do think the body shop's or the reason why it, the, the, the perpetuating motion keeps going. Um, but at the end of the day, from my experience, um, talking to body shops, they want and know what to do and they know to do what's right. Um, again, they're scared. Um, I, I will tell you personally, in my, in my repair facility, um, to do what's right, my average repair order is almost double the, what most body shops charge. Um, I, w- I write what's called a uh, blind writing. I just write according to the procedures from the manufacturer and it is what it is. Wherever the bill comes is where it comes. So, um, well, that's I, a good point. I want to touch on that real quick, okay. just, just so people understand that
0: this is not a situation where you take your car into the body shop and the body shop should look at it and make a, uh, a solely independent analysis of what needs to be done. All these manufacturers have specifications yeah. that body shops are supposed to follow when it comes to getting that car repair. Yeah. How many welds go? How many rivets go? How many layers of yeah. paint go on? It's all spelled out, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I say some, I do consultations with every single client. I give them a tour, and I actually say something that's pretty controversial. I don't trust anybody in my shop. I don't even trust myself. I trust the manufacturers. Um, at the end of the day, if it was up to me on the Audi, I would have just repainted the bumper. wouldn't even thought about it. But because I went through and did the repair procedures, and the engineer left an instruction on how to refinish that bumper. That's how we're going to refinish that bumper. Now, it did cost—I mean, the cost went up because we had to do it differently. But at the end of the day, that's our job. People's lives are, are entrusted in our work.
0: Yeah, and candidly, your job is to tell the insurance carrier— this is how Audi or GM or Ford or Volvo, whoever it is, says this car needs to be
1: fixed. Well, actually, it's even more simple than that. It's my job to communicate that to, to my client, to the owner of the vehicle. So that's the big difference between an independent and a, um, a typical DRP kind of a shop is my number one priority is communicating the correct repair and being transparent with the consumer, then to the insurance on their behalf. Yeah. Um, a, a, a lot of times I see a lot of body shops hiding behind what's called hassle free repair facility. Right. And that really means you just go away. We'll take care of everything, which means that if there are battles, it's behind your back and you're not going to know either way. Right. Here's the truth. I could repair a car um, and make it look like nothing ever happened um, and do it incorrectly and you never know. That's really easy.
0: Well, you never know until you get all jacked up in the next accident. Exactly. Because an airbag didn't deploy, 100%. or because the car didn't stop and it was supposed to stop. Hundred percent. That's when you know. Hundred percent. And that's not how you want to learn. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, the idea is to get the thing done right the first time. Yeah.
1: So, to answer your question, is trust build trust. You go and 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 talk to talk to the repair facility, um, and make sure that uh, that you trust them. That you, are literally, literally, trust them with your life, your family's life. Yeah. At the end of the day, uh, your vehicle is going to leave that repair facility. You're going to load your family into it, and if they did the right job, then it will. You'll be safe in the next. Position. Well,
0: and these things are a big investment. I mean, I, um, you know, I, I bought a new car recently, and it had been a while since I bought a new car. I will yeah. say. And uh, I'm shocked at how much these things cost. But I guess when you consider all the engineering that's going into them, all the work that's going into them, all the things they can do, you know, maybe that cost is justified. But if you're going to spend as much as you need to spend mm-hmm. on a car nowadays and you're buying insurance, yeah, you want to be sure the insurance does what they're supposed to do and they fix it the way they're supposed to fix it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, the, you know, the financial uh, well-being is an important deal, you yeah. know. And and if you're using junkyard parts and aftermarket parts and cutting corners on a repair, um, then obviously that's going to be that's going to affect the bottom line of that vehicle's worth. Right. You know. Right.
0: You know. The other thing I will I will point out to people is a car, regardless of who repairs it, regardless of how well it's repaired. A car is never going to be worth the same amount of money after an accident yeah. that it was before an accident. Yeah. And I think one thing a lot of people overlook when they're resolving that property damage portion of that claim is the depreciation on their car. Yeah, You're going to be owed some depreciation money after that car is fixed, because let's not kid anybody, I'm not going to pay you the same amount of money for a used car that's been involved in a wreck as I would if it was pristine.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, that's something to look at in a third third party claim. If you get hit Um, in a first party claim, most insurance contracts, you know, protect themselves from being um, right, you know, from getting that taken as a part of a loss. Um, But definitely in a third party claim, you know it wasn't your fault you got hit it's not your fault that your car's i mean listen if i get the if i repair your car absolutely flawlessly it's still going to lose value right and so uh yeah you're owed that yeah you're owed that so
0: i um i know that you're more than happy if people have questions about an auto repair that they've had done a body repair that they've had done i know you're always willing to make yourself available to talk to people if okay. they want to stop by the shop show you their car. And I know you've done that. I know people have brought you cars that have been worked on at other shops yeah. because they've been skeptical yeah. that what was done was done properly, right?
1: Yeah. And um, so, In fact, the last two, um, they're called post-repair inspections. Um, the last two inspections that I did resulted in the body shops buying those vehicles back, um, almost spending $50,000 between the two wow. cars because the repairs were just improper. Now, one of them, they were... I mean, the car should have been totaled
0: in the first place rather well, than repaired. no, the
1: repairs that they did were were so insufficient that re, re-repairing them would total the vehicle.
0: Right, I'm with you.
1: Yeah, and so one the one of the cars, they were actually driving around for a year. They had no idea anything was wrong. When we disassembled it, I mean, the, there were panels that were supposed to be welded that weren't welded at all. There were um, refinished lines that were taped off that you know you visibly couldn't see until you put a certain light on it was already starting to deteriorate and the uv had already broken down that clear coat so um on, on the mercedes we did i mean it was it was so bad it was it was bare metal rip metal that was just glued over the top of we see this a decent amount
0: yeah well, I know that you're more than happy to do that for people. I know you're more than happy to have those conversations. So, you know, if people have had their cars fixed and you're skeptical that maybe it wasn't done the way it should be done, um, Clay Holbright, best body shop, Wichita, Kansas, Kellogg Mays. Absolutely, um, absolutely go down and pay him a visit. He, he does good work. He's a good guy. And uh, he's an honest guy. And I think that's the most important thing. Um, I will tell you, um, I... I I parked my car out in my driveway the other day yeah. and I, I guess it was my fault for parking it in the driveway because my wife backed out of the garage and hit it Uh-oh. and so yeah it's got a dent in, in it now so I'm gonna show you that as we're leaving so that you can <laughs> okay. take a look at it and tell me when I can get it down to your shop to get it fixed um, to the extent my wife's listening uh, I, I understand that was my fault <laughs> for parking the car in the driveway when I should when I shouldn't have done it hey everybody a really good conversation today and I want to thank clay for coming in if you have an auto body problem have a question give Best Body Shop a call. Clay can be found at Maze & Kellogg. His detailed contact information is described below. Thanks everybody. The lawyers of the Accident Recovery Team are licensed in Kansas and Kansas only. If you are unfortunate enough to live somewhere other than the great state of Kansas and have questions about an auto accident or an injury accident of any kind, you can still call the Accident Recovery Team and we can partner with an attorney in your state to help you get the representation you need. The Accident Recovery Team can be found at 267team.com or by calling 1-866-267-TEAM.